Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Anna Conchar, who is an online business mentor who teaches how to monetize the skills, knowledge, and passions you already have so you can put life first instead of work. She's worked with more than 2,000 students in her programs, teaching them how to build a business that makes more money while working fewer hours. What started as a little side hustle has completely transformed her life, giving her more income and freedom than she ever imagined. I know I've seen on your socials and your website, you built a multi-million dollar business. I'm really, really excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too, Jessica. Yeah. So before we jump into this topic, why don't you give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So currently, I my name is obviously Anna Conchar. I live in Iowa on four acres of land in a town of less than 500 people. I have two daughters under the age of, well, three and under, and two very old but feisty beagles who also sometimes like to make an appearance on podcasts. So hopefully they won't bark today, <laughs> but you never know. Uh, I grew up in Iowa. I, my entire background is in advertising and marketing. I grew up with parents who were in the corporate world. I totally thought that that is what success looked like. After working for a few years, I went back and I even got my MBA, uh, but quickly realized that I was not made for the corporate world. I did not want to have, you know, meetings about meetings and Mm -hmm. always be bombarded with like fake urgent emails and messages and just really have like no fulfillment in my job and feel like I wasn't really making a positive impact uh, with the things that I was doing and spending the majority of my time on. So that led me into, well, how do I use the skills that I have and do it in a way that excites me? And uh, I started my business as a side hustle, uh, freelancing and offering Facebook ads as a service to small and local businesses. And after doing that for two years, I had grown my side hustle into a six-figure per year business while I was still at my nine-to-five job. And I dove into my business full-time and figured out that I didn't want to build a massive team, but I wanted to continue on growing my business. And that's when I was introduced into this world of online courses and memberships and packaging up your skills and passions 
and into something that was a lot scale, a lot more scalable than one-on-one services. So I launched my first successful, I like to say, mm-hmm. uh, online course in 2018, and I my business has done over seven, over a million dollars in sales every year for the last four years. Wow. And I work two days a week, and I have a small team of contractors that work with me now. And I mainly focus now on helping other people use their skills, expertise, and passions and package them up in a way that makes them passive income every single day. I love it. And I feel like it's so funny. This is like the new, this is like the millennial modern, like American dream, right? Like work less, make more money by doing some sort of online business of some sort, right? And so many people share about how they do this. And it's always, there's always something different and unique. And so I'm curious to hear about how you've learned to create more income without sacrificing freedom, because I feel like everyone's got a different take on it. Um, So tell us a little bit about like, what does that framework look like? How do we start doing this? Yeah. So my really like unique perspective on it is that I believe when you're growing any type of business, you either have to invest in things with your time or money, right? Mm -hmm. And in the very beginning of starting a business, you tend to lean into the time part of it, right? Because you don't necessarily have the money to invest, I have a very unique background because my entire background is in advertising and marketing. So I, before I even started my business, I had the skills around learning how to run Facebook ads and Google search ads and YouTube ads and understanding lead generation and email marketing. So I kind of already had that, but I still had to work with a business coach to learn how to apply those things to an online course or membership. Because even though I had this background and even though I had an MBA, like you don't learn these things in school or in a traditional corporate setting, right? Right. So I I had these skills, but I had to learn how to apply them to this specific business model. And really, I think what's unique about how I've built my business is that I really lean in to using paid advertising for growing my business and increasing our sales. Mm. I, like I said before, I have two kids, three and under, like, I don't want to be creating content all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to post my entire life on social media. Like I'm active on there through stories and stuff on Instagram, but I just don't want to rely on trying to beat the algorithm all the time to grow my business. So I, from the very beginning, have really used paid advertising to get my offers in front of more people instead of relying on organic marketing, which I think a lot of small businesses do uh, because they're afraid of that investment piece. Yeah, I think it's a really important mindset shift to go from, because so often I think, especially when we started for our business, we don't think of our time as money, but mm-hmm. it is. It's a direct correlation between money and your time. And help help our audience, our listeners, like how can they make that shift? Talk to us a little bit about the idea of time is money. And if you're going to spend money, you might as well put it towards something that's going to be really targeted. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing 
when it comes to, especially using like paid advertising, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We view this oftentimes as like uh, scary, overwhelming, because we don't understand the platform and how it works. But it's kind of like any other thing that we do in our business. Like we have to just test it Mm -hmm. and we have to try it in order to figure it out. So it, 99% of the time when you start running ads, they're not going to work immediately, right? Because you need to figure out what is the messaging that works? What is the audience that works? What types of images and videos do I need? It's no different than what you're any other thing in your business. But I feel like people get really, really scared because they're spending money on it instead of just like spending time to say, create the content or the emails or whatever it may be. But the thing is, is that once you get it right, it is so much more scalable Mm -hmm. because it almost kind of becomes a like predictable money-making machine. Because once you have figured it out, I basically know that if I put a dollar in, I'm going to make X amount in sales. Mm -hmm. So it's actually as scary as it seems in the beginning, it's almost like more comforting because I have that predictability in my business now. and you know, companies like Meta and Facebook and Google, like they're always going to prioritize making sure that their ads are working for the people who are spending money on their platforms because they are publicly traded companies who have to report quarterly earnings Mm -hmm. to their shareholders. So like, that's what they care the most about. (laughs) Yeah, And it's not going to go away anytime soon. So I think at some point you have to figure out, okay, the amount of time that I'm spending on all of these other things, how much could I be making if I was doing it in a profitable way, right? So like for me, I think it's a really great exercise to actually track your time. Like use a free platform like Toggle, which is T-O-G-G-L, and just see where you're spending your time on. And if it's actually on profit revenue driving tasks, And then how much you're quote unquote making per hour, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And see see if you can start decreasing the amount of stuff that's not driving profit and increase the things that are driving profit. So then you have money to invest in something that is scalable like ads. Right. I love that. And so ads is an important part of your framework. Um, and this mindset shift between like time is money. That is the reality yep. of it. Um, and you said you work with contractors too. And that's been a really big piece of me being able to mm-hmm. scale my business and work less while making more. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about that. Cause that's another big mindset shift is delegating mm-hmm. work out and our fear around a spending the money to yep. pay other people, but also like, will they do it right? You know, how long is it going to mm-hmm. take me to train them up? Like, Walk me a little bit through how you worked through that to get here so you can have more freedom and make more money. Absolutely. So then it it still goes back to, okay, what do I want my quote unquote hourly rate to be based on how much I want to make and how much I want to work, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that hourly rate of figuring it out, how much do you want to make per hour in order to have the annual salary that you want and to work the amount of hours that you want will help you make any of these decisions. Because if your hourly rate is $100 an hour, right? And you can pay someone like a VA, you know, $20 an hour, 
that should be a no-brainer because right. now you can offload tasks that aren't profit driving, right? Mm-hmm. That you aren't driving profit in your business, aren't driving revenue, aren't driving sales, but need to be done to someone else so that you can, again, fill those hours with things that are going to make your business more money. So I think that's really how you have to think about it. And I do think you can start small, right? Like when I hired my first contractor, she worked with me for five hours a month. And that was it. (laughs) And now I have like a core team of four contractors who work with me on a daily basis and we are on Slack and we have a weekly team meeting. So, I mean, it's not like this, like you all of a sudden offload everything, but it is definitely more of like, what are the things that aren't driving profit in your business that need to be done, but either you don't love doing or you, this isn't an area of expertise for you. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how I make the, the same, uh, like, decision when it comes to ads. It's like, okay, I could spend $15 for my ad to get in front of a thousand people, right? Like, what am I going to have to do in my business in order to get a thousand people? (laughs) And it's probably going to spend a lot more time than what's worth $15, right? So that's really how I try to use more kind of like the data mindset to make decisions in my business than emotional ones. Uh, but it's definitely a daily daily work for me to figure that out in my own mind. And even as I've grown the business, every time we elevate the business, we, you know, add new things. I'm constantly working on that thought work because those things come up at every single level. Yes. So true. And when you do that, I've always found that when I bring in more support or I add this next layer, like my business always grows every time. And so I think that's something to consider too, is like, if you want to scale and you want to be making multi-million, like anybody making a million dollars plus is not doing it by themselves. It's just not, I would say in probably 95% of cases, it's not possible. And so again, it's about like shifting into that mindset of a multi-million dollar business and being in that space, it's absolutely necessary for you to have that support, even if it's a $20 an hour VA. Yep. A hundred percent. So you had mentioned something earlier that I want to come back to, because I think this is really important. You were talking about offloading the non-profit driving things. Yes. Help our listeners identify what is profit driving in their business. How do we qualify that? Sure. So again, I go back to data, right? Mm-hmm. So like for me, um, anything that's bringing in revenue in your business is profit driving. So like things that one of the things that I see a lot with online entrepreneurs and solopreneurs is we get really super focused on our social media presence, mm-hmm. uh, but oftentimes it's not actually bringing in a lot of profit in our business, right? So actually figuring out how much profit is coming from your social media and how much time you're spending on it. So again, tracking your time to figure out what you are prioritizing in your business and then associating what you're prioritizing your time on with what is actually bringing in money, right? Mm-hmm. So it could what could be bringing in money is maybe you're going to networking events and you're meeting people or you're doing outreach, like cold outreach or 
you are, you know, speaking at events or something, you just need to figure out more, have a better idea of where you're actually getting your sales from and then focusing on those activities instead of kind of those like shiny object syndromes. So Mm -hmm. like, for example, for me, I am the number one thing that I focus on is my email list because that is what drives profit in my business. So I could send out an email and make a sale right now today. I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, like for just a, a good example of like the power of your email list is I send out four emails, four emails for our black Friday sale this past year. And we did $40,000 in sales. Amazing. I wouldn't have done that if I would have like posted on social media four times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's because that's what you need to focus on is like the data where I have, you know, I don't even know what it is. I think like 28,000 followers on Instagram, right? But 5% of your followers typically see your stuff. Mm-hmm. Where an email list, my typical open rates are 30 to 40%. So even if I'm looking at the exact, if I had the exact same amount of followers versus email subscribers, I'm going to get a lot in front of a lot more people with one email than I am putting, spending an hour creating a reel on, right? Yep. So that's what I mean by like profit driving activities. So like for me, I write our emails and because that is our profit driving activity, but we have like an operations assistant who's actually taking my copy, mm-hmm. putting it into our email service provider, setting it up, selecting the right segments and testing it before it goes out. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, focus on the things that need you and are profit driving versus the activities that like someone else can do. And it doesn't, it's not going to be detrimental to the growth of your business. Yeah, there are two things that I want to reiterate about what you said and sort of spell out a little bit because I'm loving this. Um, The first piece is, well, they, they go together. I love the idea of a practical activity of laying out all of your channels and then do the math of which ones are bringing in money and how much. Like do the math for the last six months or the last year, whatever is reasonable for you. And the second piece of this is knowing that that defines how you can be successful in your business versus following everyone else's protocol. You know, like, oh, she's doing email marketing, so that's what I should do. Or, oh, they're doing a reel every day for 30 days to get all these, that's what I should do. It's like, we get so caught up in what everyone else is doing and Mm -hmm. thinking that that's going to be the key to our success when the key to your success is very specific to your business. Sure, maybe email marketing is great for your business like it is for your business, but maybe it's not. And we're never going to know until we can get out of that mindset of, oh, let me just find the thing that works when the way to do that is sitting right in front of you. You just have to sit down with pen and paper and figure out what that is for yourself. So I, I absolutely love what you said there. I think it's so, so important. Yeah. I do think that oftentimes the boring things are the things that bring in money too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as entrepreneurs and business owners, we're typically very creative people. And so we have lots of ideas. uh, So it can be 
we can be very easily distracted. So doing an exercise like that mm-hmm. can really help open your eyes to what you actually need to focus on in order to hit your goals and continue to grow. Yeah. So a big part of what we're talking about here is without sacrificing freedom. And we you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I want to bring it back up is getting clear on what freedom means for us, because that's the only way we're going to get there, right? If we don't know where we're going, how are we going to get there? So can you talk a little bit about how listeners can gain clarity around what freedom means for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a program called Successful Solopreneur School, and this is like the very first exercise Mm -hmm. that we do in the program, because I think a lot of people chase like a number when it has no meaning behind them, right? Like a six-figure business sounds sexy or a seven-figure business sounds sexy or whatever it may be. Um, But in reality, that might not be what you need to have the freedom that you desire or to have the life that you desire. So I think the best exercise for this is to sit down and write out like what your dream day looks like. And if you have a spouse or like a significant other, a partner, I highly recommend doing this with them because then they also get bought in to your goals and the idea and the lifestyle that you're striving for, um, which is so helpful when you are obviously coming up against hurdles in your business. Uh, But I think that's like the best exercise is to write down your dream day. And then go and figure out exactly how much it's going to cost you in order to have that dream day, right? So like, where are you living? What are you living in? Do you have, you know, kids? Do you have dogs? Do you like to travel? Um, How are you spending your time? You know, all that kind of stuff and figure out exactly how much it's going to cost you. And then based on that, create your goals for your business, right? And and the, you know, kind of schedule for your business and life too. So it's so funny that you brought this up because I actually, every year I do this exercise about kind of like completing the past year and creating the coming year. And when I was doing that, I looked in a past journal and I found a sheet, like just a notebook piece of paper that my husband and I wrote down our dream day in 2018. And we are living it now. I love that. And it's crazy because back then I was like, this is crazy insane. And it's silly stuff. Like, I'm like, I want to go to yoga class, right? (laughs) Or like, I want to be able to work out. And like, I want to have my coffee and like wake up with the sun. And like, it was just like, it doesn't have to be extravagant either. I think sometimes we think that it like a dream day has to be this like crazy thing. And mine is like, I want to go on a walk with my family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, But it's crazy because, you know, when I wrote that out, I was not even like I was two months into my business full time. And now four years, you know, later ish, I'm literally living what was my dream four years ago. And I just think it's those really small steps and having a very clear vision on what you want your life and your business to be. Mm-hmm. That's how you get it to actually come true. Right. Yep. But you need to figure out what it is for you instead of chasing what other people are telling you to do. 
right? And even if you're doing it on the side, like one of my students, she went through this exercise and she's like, Anna, I thought I had to make so much more money for me to leave my full-time job. And doing this exercise made me realize that I'm literally only like a few thousand dollars from it per month. And now she's doing her business full-time. She just had a baby. She stays at home with her little one. Like, I mean, that to me is what freedom is, is Mm. what does it look like to you, not to anyone else. So like for me, I work two days a week. I love having my two days where I am like, you know, boss lady, you know, doing my career thing. And then the rest of the time being able to like hang out with my family. So that's what it looks like to me, but you have to figure out what it is to you. And that's how you create your business, right? Create your business about what you want your dream life to be in four years. That's how you do it. Yeah. And I feel like it's important as well. And I'm curious if you have any suggestions or exercises or recommendations around continually checking in with that vision, because Mm -hmm. like you've said a couple of times, it's so easy to get distracted or shiny object object syndrome in our very transparent, social, heavy world is so easy. So do you have any recommendations for how we can make sure that we're staying the course of that vision and continually choosing that vision over and over? Yeah, I just think every time that you are doing something new, making an investment, whether it's time or money, you come back to, Mm -hmm. does this fit in to what my dream day or dream life looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, when I wrote this out, I realized I didn't want to grow my business using one-on-one services, right? I I was offering one-on-one services at the time. I had great clients who I loved, but I was like, this and what I want does not fit with this thing that I'm doing, right? So if this doesn't fit with what I want, then I need to figure out another option, which is how I got into kind of the online courses and memberships and coaching programs. Because I was like, okay, I want to make this income, but I don't want to build out like my own agency, right? Right. I don't want to manage a bajillion employees because again, that doesn't fit with this thing, lifestyle that I want. And, but I also don't want to work all the time. So it's not like I can continue just add clients on just to me. So I think understanding that every time you make a decision, whether it's time or money into your business, it needs to be aligned with what is that eventual goal. Now, that being said, I am not one to say like, just scrap it all if it doesn't work right now. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want in four years, right? I think you have to gradually get there. So for me, my one-on-one services and the income that I was making from that allowed me to invest right. in starting and growing my online courses, right? So I think that's the thing is it's like, you might not necessarily just be like, okay, I quit. I'm throwing it all away. I'm totally starting over. You don't need to do that. Instead, you need to slowly transition into the thing that you want to be doing and yeah. making decisions that way. Yeah, I I really, really like that point. The reminder to give yourself grace and know that you can go at your own pace and your timeline is 
different than everyone else's timeline. And also looking at where you are or where I am in our business is not a good indication of where you should be right now. We're all at our own, we're all on our different part of our journey. And I think that's a big piece of this whole like online business world that we're living in right now is you see all these people having these million dollar launches or you hear about you making $40,000 in four emails on Black Friday. And we're like, oh my God, I'm not doing that. I'm failing. This isn't working. And just the reminder that it's going to take time. It's going to take iteration. It You might not be able to transition from your full time right into your business right, right right now, but with that vision, you will get there. Yes. And I think also understanding like you also don't see behind the curtain mm-hmm. in a lot of these mm-hmm. businesses, right? So many people promise freedom and, you know, and they're working 24 seven and their businesses aren't even profitable. (laughs) So just remember that when, you know, don't try to reverse engineer a business that you don't even fully understand. You need to figure this out in a way that works for you and what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love everything you shared here. It so resonates with me and how I've built my life and business. So I appreciate you sharing with us. Um, But before we shift gears, if there's one gem, one piece that if listeners walked away with nothing else but this, what would that be? Yeah, I think the best way to grow your business is reinvesting in it. Mm. So I, I think that, you know, when you are wanting to grow, you have to reinvest in your business. So for example, like I said before, when I knew I didn't want to continue to grow my one-on-one services, I used that income, that the extra income that I was making from that in reinvested it into growing my online courses. And even when I started my online courses, any money that I was making, I was reinvesting in ads to grow them. So I just think that like that reinvestment piece is so key in the long term, right? If you're constantly just taking from your business, it's really hard to grow. You need to set aside dollars to invest, whether it's in ads or a coach or, Mm. you know, a new website or whatever, like those things are going to help you grow so much faster if you're able to reinvest in your business, which is really the best investment. I mean, like for me, I look at my business, I'm like, I make a lot higher returns (laughs) off of investing in my business than I do my 401k. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So in the long term, I think that truly is the best investment that you can make. Amazing. I love that. So I ask every guest on the show the same question. Tell us what you're getting intentional about right now. Yeah. So my kind of theme for this year, both personally and professionally, is committed to consistency. So I really do think that consistency is key when you are wanting to grow something, right? And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, as an entrepreneur, we are typically very creative people. So we have lots of ideas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm raising my hand. That is totally me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have been very intentional. I have like three specific goals whether you're a you know new year new goals person it doesn't really matter but like i have kind of set these three goals for this year and i know that in order to 
hit them and make them possible. I need to be very uh, consistent in the effort that I'm putting towards them. So that is the big thing that I'm being very intentional about. I mean, even things like, you know, meditating, like I, that's a big thing for me and journaling and, you know, it makes me feel better. I have so much more clarity, but with kids and work and all that, I just haven't been doing a really great job of that. So again, just kind of consistently putting in the time and effort into the things that I know help me personally and professionally grow. So that's what I'm really into right now. Yeah. Great reminder for all of us, honestly. Yes. So, um, and where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah. So I have, uh, my own podcast called your million dollar side hustle that you can find me at each week. And also my website is Anna Conchar, K-O-N-C-H-A-R.com where you can find all the ways to work with me and learn from me. And of course I'm on Instagram at Anna Conchar as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom with us. It's been amazing. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.